0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Praise God. Well, all this month, we're doing a, a series called Navigating Change, you know, of course, uh, those of you who, uh, this is your church home, you know, we're going through some changes. But, you know, life is about change, too. If we're going to grow, if we're going to move forward, both as individuals, as a church, as the people of God, it's all about a progress through process that leads to growth. We're talking about how to navigate that change. Because sometimes when change comes, as human beings, we're not too excited about it. Sometimes it it, it upsets our little nest a little bit. It upsets our routine a little bit. We can begin to feel just a little bit insecure about everything changing around us. But if we learn and, and, and understand from God's Word some principles, and that's what we've been teaching on this month, so that we can learn how to navigate the change that God is producing and bringing in our life. And when we are settled knowing that it is God that is stirring the nest, as it were, and bringing about that process of change, then we can have a greater assurance and a greater confidence about what it is. So uh, I would encourage you, if if you have missed some of the sessions, you can go on our website at uh, mypassion.church and uh, the podcasts are there, and you can kind of catch up if you need to. Today, as we're talking about it, I want to talk about this. Ready or not, your future is coming. You know, there's one thing you cannot stop, that's the future. And you know, the future, even, even talking about that word, you know, when we talk about the word future, it can bring up all kinds of thoughts within us, can it? And feelings. Sense of the unknown, I mean, the future's coming. I mean, how many times have you been driving down the street, whether in this city or some other city, and you you see the you know the palm reader thing, or you're flipping. Of course, not too many people flip through the newspapers anymore. Everybody reads online, but you flip through the newspaper. You know, and they got the horoscope. And somebody says, "What do you think about that horoscope?" I think it's full of horror. <laughs> but you know, all it tells us is that human beings, we. We're, we're fascinated with the future. We're, we're, we're concerned about the future. And so there can be an, a sense of the unknown and, and there can be either apprehension about our future or there can be excitement about our future. And I believe if we understand that God is directing and leading our lives, we learn to navigate the changes that the future brings, then we can be excited about it rather than apprehensive. Now the word future... Is defined. Listen to this. The word future is defined as undetermined events that will occur in the time yet to come. Literally means going to be. So really, whether ready or not, your going to be is coming. What's going to be is coming. And so here's the thing we want to look at as we navigate change and think about our future coming. Is the future just something that, you know, we, we just kind of get up and we run into during uh, the next days and weeks and months ahead? Is it something that is just totally out of our control? Is it something that we, we have uh, no way of knowing what the future is going to bring? Are we just, you know, kind of like a, you know, a leaf that's on a, 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 a river or a creek bed and it's just swept along wherever the current goes? Or is there something more? Dealing with our future that we can be involved in. I was reading this, very interesting. A physicist t- physicists tell us that as you approach the speed of light, time for you would slow down relative to the people or objects around you. For example, if you travel at the speed of light for one day, 20,000 years would have passed by on the earth. Wow. Amazing. Don't ask me about all that. You can Google it. It boggles my head. (laughs) But Scripture tells us that God dwells in the light that no man can approach. And I believe that's not only talking about God's holiness and His exaltedness, but also in a place that we would refer to as eternity. Because if you move past the speed of light, what are you going to find? God's there. The Bible says God is light. Wow, bothers your mind. So God is in our future. As we approach the future, as we move through the future, we're not simply to just sit back and let, you know, with a que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. Did you know that is more applicable to the Hindu philosophy than Christian religion? No. See? We need to understand that there's a part that we can do as we meet the future that God holds. Yes, we have to trust God with our future. No question about that. There are many unknowns there that only God knows. But that's where we trust God. But we also know we can choose to embrace our future in faith or we can live in dread of it. So faith or fear is going to be our focus. If you would, uh, if you want to turn there, Hebrews 11 they're going to put it up on the screen, but if you'd like to read it out of your Bible, you can. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Here's the thing that nobody will, certainly nobody, will uh, disagree about. And that is what? That our future is coming. You can dread it. You can embrace it. You can be afraid of it. You can be apprehensive. You can be excited. Whatever you want to do. But your future is coming. Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Faith is being sure. Now I want to read this to you. Uh, Listen to this from the the Amplified Bible. It says, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for. Well, where where are the things we're hoping for? They're in what we call the future, aren't they? Hope is about the future. You don't hope about the past. The past is done. The past is what it is, isn't it? You can't change it. You can't do anything about it. All you can do is is what you remember of it. There's the past. Hope is about the future. Now listen to this. Being the proof. Faith is the proof of things we do not see. And the conviction of their reality. Just because our future is not here yet doesn't mean that it doesn't have substance and reality. Now, I'm not trying to get all metaphysical. I'm trying to help us understand how God views things, how God views change, how God views our future. Because, see, we're living in this this earthbound, time-bound world, and it takes time for this world to catch up, what? With the future. But God has given us a means by His Word and by His Spirit and by something called faith that we can have an assurance of the reality of what we don't see yet that's coming in our future. The reality, it says, the reality, faith, listen to this now, perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. See, the, few, the senses live in the now. That right. Right. right? You're aware of what's around you through your senses right now. That's right. You're in this building. You look around. You see the people. You see the lights. You hear my voice. All of these things. That is the right now. That's right. But it says that faith has the ability to perceive what the senses cannot. And a part of that has to do with what? Our future. And so if we face the future with faith, then we can have what? Confidence. We can have assurance. And we don't have to be filled with fear or with dread. No. This is why I encourage you, you know, at the especially at the first of the year, take some time and find out what God is saying to you about your future for yourself, for your family, for your kids. Find out, what is God saying to you? We don't have to just get up and just say, well, whatever comes, you know, whatever will be, will be. Don't be a Hindu Christian. (laughs) Those two things don't mix. Be a Bible Christian, isn't that right? Be a Bible-believing Christian. That means that it's about faith. Now, here's the thing. Fear of faith is going to be your focus when you start thinking about your future. So here's the thing. Circumstances do not have to determine my future. Do you know that circumstances are in the right now? Isn't that true? They're right now. They're right now. And your circumstances may be good right now. They may be really bad right now. Or they may be somewhere in between right now. But here's the thing. Your circumstances are not the predictor of your future. Not if you're trusting God. Not if you're believing God. Not if you have heard from what God, heard from God for your life. That is your future. God is trying to let you know, listen, let me, God, let me be your future. Let my promises direct your future. Let me determine what your future will be, not your circumstances. See, everything about your circumstances is is wanting to prophesy to your future. It's bad right now. It's always going to be bad. This is the way it is. It's just bad. You know, things just don't work out for you. Things are not going to work out for you. Well, who's telling you that? My present circumstances. But your present circumstances don't have any effect over your future unless you listen to them. I will not allow other people to define my future. You know, I, I often say this, opinions are like noses, everybody has one. Just like everybody has a nose, everybody has an opinion. They have an opinion. And if you will let them, they will give you their opinion about your future. You're not going to amount to anything. That's not going to happen. Don't you try that, that. What do you mean you're going to try a new business? What do you mean you're going to go back to school and, and get that degree or enhance that degree? What do you mean you're going to go back and get that certificate? What do you mean that you're going to, you're going to, you're going to be a what? You're going to try to do what? Come on. People have Opinions. And we cannot allow other people... Listen to me. I'm not talking about being stubborn and hard-headed, and unteachable, but I'm saying this, that I don't let other people tell me what I can or I cannot do, what my future will be or what my future will not be. I'm going to listen to the Spirit of God. I'm going to listen to the Word of God, and I, along with God, am going to determine this is the direction for my future. This is where the changes are going to come, and you know what? I'm going to get excited about it because God's in it. You say, well, what if I fail? Well, fail forward. You know, if you read about some of the great inventors throughout uh, history and and in this nation, I'm going to tell you what, you'll never find one inventor, I don't care who it is, all the way up until modern times that did it perfectly the first time. Whether, Whether it was through... Uh, the application or whatever it might be but you know what you look at this they all what they failed forward you know what they learned something they gained experience from it and they took that place and they made a next step you know if I'm on this platform and I fall forward I've made a little progress (laughs) it might have been might not have been the progress I wanted to make at that time it might not have been everything but you know this is the reality And when we have God working in our future, when we've got got that God connection and God is speaking to us and we move forward, even if we take a risk, even if we, we fail or we fall, we're going to fall forward. And the scriptures tell us that God will hold us up and lift us up by the right hand of his righteousness. Glory. As I've told you before, failure is not terminal. You it won't kill you. That's you know what? That'll help you take a risk, a faith risk in God. You know, we're gonna reach out for that which God is speaking to us. We're gonna move forward. Remember, we talked about the the forward process last week of faith. And then I will not allow my past to define my future. This is what happens with a lot of people. We all have a past. And man, if your past is like mine, it's kind of like, you know what I mean? Some successes and some of that other stuff. You know what I mean? Some things where I can look back and say, boy, you know, I made some good choices there. I made some good decisions there and some others where I didn't. You know, we can all look at that. But listen, don't let your past prophesy your future either. What's past is past. What's past is under the blood. What's past is done with. And it doesn't have to be the predictor or the prophet of your future. Paul said this, he said, forgetting. See, some people, you know what you need to learn to do with a lot of your past? Be forgetful. You know, it's a funny thing as you get a little older, Man, I go to looking for my reading glasses. I go, to, I go into a room and I'm like, what am I coming here for? <laughs> Some of you are laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's crazy. Even, even things like that. But you know, there's something about the enemy that will remind me of my past sometimes in such clear detail. You did this. You didn't do that. Look when you did this and you missed it and this and that. You know what I mean? But you know what we have to learn to, to do? We have to learn to forget the past. Forget it. Forget it. We forget the past. And when the past comes up to us, just remind ourselves, listen, the past has no power over my future. You know, it's just like in my home, we have all kind of photos. And I look back and I look at that photo of that man that was 30 years old. I'm thinking, wow, man, looking good back there, man, you know, had the mullet going on, you know, back in the eighties. But you know what? That's not who I am now. Now. That was then. It was just a photo. And that memory that the enemy wants to bring up about that failure, about something you did, all it is is a snapshot. It has no power over your present and certainly not over your future. What we need to do is we need to allow God's Word to frame my future. Now, the word frame here, frame means to place in order, to arrange to give form or shape to, to be formed or produced. Now, in verse 3 of Hebrews 11, you're right there. It says, By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. When you look at your circumstances and your resources, that's what is visible. But God wants to frame your future from things that are not visible. Let that soak in a minute. See, see, God's good at this. He framed, let me read this from the Amplified, the latter part of verse 3. Listen to this. The worlds were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the Word of God. Boy, I like the way that reads, don't you? So here's the thing. When I look at my circumstances, I am not going to allow what is seen to frame my future. But I'm going to be like God. Aren't we to be like God? Didn't Jesus say, Have the faith of God. And over in Romans 4, we looked at that about Abraham, whom we are to emulate his faith. It says that Abraham called those things, what? Which be not as though they were. In other words, he said, I'm not going to look at what's visible in order to frame what God's intended purpose and will is for my future. But I am going to allow God's word in my heart and in my mouth to determine and frame my future you know in in our neighborhood where we're at uh there's a lot of construction going home a lot of new homes being built and you know you you come by you know one day you'll come by and they're out there kind of you know prepping the lot and then you know a, a day or two later you go by and they've got the the the, the concrete poured the slab and everything poured and you can kind of get some idea but man when you see those carpenters out there and they start framing everything in All of a sudden, you get an idea about the shape and the contours and how big the house is and where certain rooms are. It begins to take shape for its purpose. And its purpose is for a family at some future place. A family is going to move into that place. And there, there's going to be a family that's going to be sheltered. In, and it's going to nurture and grow. And, 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 and kids are going to grow up. And there's going to be a future that's going to come out of it. This is what the connotation is. God says that He wants to, to take His Word and for us, with our faith, to begin to speak God's Word and what God's saying to us about our future. And we begin to what? Frame it up. Because there's going to come a day we're going to move into it. Are you listening? See, circumstance may say, well, all you got is a lot out here and the wind's blowing through your hair. But you know what my faith is saying? There is a future. And I'm beginning, I'm going to believe God, God's Word, God's promise, what the Spirit of God saying to me. And with my faith and with my prayer and the words of my mouth, I'm going to begin to frame that thing. I'm going to begin to see the rooms take shape. I'm going to begin to see that there's going to be a future where my family is nurtured, where this church is growing, where people are going to uh, be affected by my future. Not only me, but others around me. See, we need by faith to see beyond the horizon of my life. You know, horizons are a a funny thing, aren't they? They're about perspective. If you go outside here, you won't see very far to the horizon, will you? Go out to Kansas. Man, you can't hardly see the horizon. It's so far. But you ever been up in an airplane? You go up to 5,000 feet, you can see a certain distance, can't you? You go on up to 20,000, you get up into one of those jets and you're up at 30,000. And man, you can see the curvature out there, can't you? And faith enables us by the Spirit to rise up above all the circumstances. You know what circumstance literally means? To surround. That's literally what a circumstance is. It's something that surrounds you. And it obscures your vision. How far you can see. But the Spirit of God and the Word of God through faith has a way of being able to lift up your vision. To lift you up higher. So that you can see beyond the horizon of your life. Beyond. The limitations of your circumstance and see the future that God has for you. You see it coming more clearly. Mm. I don't know about you, but that gets me excited. Look, at, look over in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Listen to this. <clears throat> Well, I'm going to back up to 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles. You know what? The troubles, the circumstances that face you, the Bible says they're momentary. They're temporary. Hallelujah. I'm just passing through. Works for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Now, here's where I want to get. Verse 18. Verse 18. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen. Our circumstance. The things that are around us. What the people around us are saying. What their opinions are. All of that. We don't fix our eyes on that. But, what, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary. It's temporary. But what is unseen In God, in his word, in God's future for me, he says it's eternal. Hallelujah. God's got a future and a plan and a purpose for your life, for your family, for this church, for our city. And he has ordained that you and I can have a role and a part to play in it with him. The Bible says we are co-laborers together with the Lord. Co-laborers to determine and shape and frame the future of our city. The future of our communities. The future of our families. The future of the children in the river region. Whatever it may be that God's called us to. We're co-laborers together with God. We're not just hanging out and waiting to see what shows up. We're going to go with God and move forward toward our future. That's what our change is all about. That's what navigating change is. It's a process that leads to a progress that delivers us into the future God's called us to. Mm I don't know about you, but I'm preaching myself happy. My future will be framed by my fears or by my faith. Every one of us even though we don't know it, we're framing our future every day, every day. The Bible gives us this principle. It says if we, whatever we believe in the heart, in the inward man, and say with our mouth, that's going to come, that's, what, that's what's going to determine our future. So, if your fear is corrupt, I mean, if your faith is corrupted and it's become fear, and you're speaking those words of fear out your mouth all the time. Oh, I don't think we're going to make it. I don't think man this 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 nation's going to the dogs. It's not going to make it. We're not going to make it. It's bad. It looks bad. Everything's bad. The economy's going down. I'm probably going to fail. I probably won't make it. My kids probably not going to make it. They- you're framing your future. And I can assure you, you're not going to have much peace. But see, if we allow faith in God's Word to rise up, you've got to put it in, you can't put it out. That's right. I remember years ago when, when computers were first, you know, really being made available to the public, they used to have a saying, garbage in, garbage out. Yes. And you know that's true about the human spirit? Garbage in, fears, doubts, worries listening to our circumstances, garbage in, garbage out. But if we put God's Word in, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. If we take and put this book, the Bible, God's Word, into our heart and mind, the Bible says faith's going to arise. Faith's going to grow stronger. And we begin to speak that and frame our future. So you got to determine whether your future is going to be framed by your fears or by your faith. See, we have to learn to balance my now with my future. See, when I look around right now, it may look, and many many times it often does look, different than what God is speaking about my future. And so we're living in the now. And in the now, we have to learn to What? not be moved in our senses you know our tusks our tastes uh what we we feel and all those things we don't move in our, we're not moved in our now so that what it begins to affect our future now let me say this we're not those people who say you know that my circumstances aren't real this is not real this is not real no that's that's not what we're talking about at all someone says i just don't believe they're real well let me hit your toe with a ball peen hammer That's real. You know that pain you felt just then? That's real. We're, we're not saying things aren't real. But what we're saying is, is we don't allow my now to frame my future. Because not only is faith going to frame my future, but faith is going to begin to change my now as I move toward my future. It is good, baby. <laughs> Uh, praying and saying it forward. You know, there was a there was a saying. I think it was based on a movie or something. They talked called paying it forward. You know, where you know someone uh, shows a kind act uh, uh, of service or generosity to you, and then you know, in return, you do similar to someone else that's in need. But you know, as believers. God's Word teaches us that we can pray it and say it forward. Pray it and say it forward. What has God said about my future? Now, let me just give you a generic attitude, if you will, that God has about all our futures. In other words, this is something that that God is determined about all our futures. Here in Jeremiah 29, listen to this. God says... I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper. How I many you know when you're prospering? That not only means your pocketbook, but your health, your mind, your emotions, your relationships. See, so you, you, you can have a, a nice fat bank account, but everything else be all out of whack. And you'll be the most unhappy person in the world. So we, we need to understand that when the Bible talks about prosperity, it's talking about the whole spectrum. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Some people live under the, the feeling of dread. You know, like, well, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Really what that tells me is, is that there's something in your past that you need to forget. You say, oh, pastor, but you just don't know. You've never had a difficult time, right? Yeah, I just, I just live up in, a, in an ivory tower with God all week, come down on Sunday, and then go back up. <laughs> Not. We, we deal with the same things you deal with. The very same things. Last time I looked, I'm just as human as you are. We deal with the same things. So I'm not saying that, that we, never did, we never have any problems. I'm telling you how to have victory over it and how to not let the present circumstance and certainly not the past circumstances begin to prophesy and determine my future. Amen? God says I have plans for you to give you hope and a future. God's got a hope and a future for you, Passion Church. He's got a hope and a future for your life individually, for your children, for your family, for for our city. He's got a hope and a plan and a future. And I want to be in on it. I don't have to lead the parade. I just want to be in the parade. I want to be where God's doing what He's doing. And I want to do whatever my part is, whether it's small or whether it's large. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. If God says you lead the parade, I'll be right, right there with you. It really, that really doesn't matter. It's just making sure what, that we're in God's parade. We're following Him, His plan and His future. Amen. He says, If you will seek me, you're going to find me. You want to know about your future? You want to know what God's plans for your future are? He says, If you seek me, And you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. You know, it's amazing to me that we can get up, most of us who who are working. If you're retired, it's different, but you did this to get to retirement. But, you know, we get up every day, five days a week, some people more. And we go to our job, we go to our work, we go to the office. And we work and we put in all those hours. And many times, extra hours we bring home to work on, don't we? And we put in all that time, and rightly so, for, for our livelihood and for our careers and for the things that are important to us in that area of our life. But yet, we don't find time to really seek God about His plans and His future that He has for us. I want to encourage you. Take some time. I'm not saying you've got to put, you know, 40 hours a week into it. But listen, how about starting out by giving God a half an hour a week? Not I, see, church time don't count. See, that, it's important, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about on top of that. How many of you eat more than one meal a week? See, you, you eat a meal here, but that's not enough. listening in prayer we talk about prayer look over in romans 8 romans 8 i'm so glad that we have a helper in navigating change the holy spirit has been given to us as believers he's living in us the bible says that we are, individually and corporately, both, we are the temple, the dwelling place of God. As God has said, I will live in them, and I will dwell in them, uh, I will be their God, and they'll be my people. That, so God's living in us. So as we get along to seek our future, we're not just, you know, just praying out into the void somewhere. I remember when I, I was a young Christian, first got saved, and I used to hear... People talk about, you know, uh, we're going to bombard the gates of heaven. Now, you, you pro- if you're young, you don't you never heard that. So, you know, I thought, well, that's what we do. I wasn't brought up in church. I didn't know any different. Man, we're going to pray and bombard the gates of heaven. But one day I read over there in Hebrews where it says, uh, it says let us come boldly to the throne of God. Well, I'm out here at the gate. <laughs> And where I'm going to get my prayers answered is over here at the throne of God. I'm kind of off a little bit there. But he said to come boldly. But here's what, what I thought, you know, and all that time when we were bombarding the gates, I had this sense in me like, you know, something's not quite right. I mean, I'm, I'm down here in heaven. Ever How far off heaven is? Anybody know how far off it is? Well, let me help you out. Because sometimes I'd feel like, man, my prayers aren't getting above the ceiling. You ever been there? Yeah. Man, they just don't say. God, they're just not. My prayers just don't say. I don't think they're getting higher than my head. And, and the Lord said, they don't have to. I said, what do you mean they don't have to? He said, he said the kingdom of God is dwelling in you. Christ in you. Where is the throne of God? Well, it's in heaven, yes, but it's also what? In us. And so the helper, the Holy Spirit's our helper as we begin to seek and pray about our future, the Holy Spirit will begin to reveal and unfold aspects of God's plans and God's purpose for your life, for your family, for this church. Are you listening? See, it's it's a lot easier for us as a church to go through this change if we're all on the same page. How do we get on the same page? Oh, the pastor convinces us all. I don't think so. The Holy Spirit reveals to us all. Are you listening? This is the way, walk you in it. This is the direction, here's where we're going. And so we just, you know, we just get in step with the Holy Spirit And isn't it interesting when we we get in step with the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden we find out we're in step with one another. Because what? He's setting the pace. And so we're in that parade, but I'm not leading the parade. The Holy Spirit is leading the parade. Paul wrote to the Corinthians. he He said, I want you all to be of the same mind and the same heart. And the same thought. And I read that and I thought, good gracious, Paul, you're not asking much, are you? It's hard to get two people. How in the world are we ever going to get a lot of people? And of course, it's by the Holy Spirit, isn't it? We get in step. Don't worry about being in step with me or this one or that one. Let's just get in step with the Holy Spirit. When I get in step with the Holy Spirit, you get in step with the Holy Spirit, we're going to look around and say, hey, we're all stepping together here, Amen. moving toward our future. So learn to get a hold and listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to this, verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. Amen? Amen. That cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. What is the Holy Spirit going to reveal us? The will of the Father. The will of Jesus. And we know that in all things, what, what's the all things he's talking about? The things that the Spirit of God chose us. So you've got to connect this verse with the preceding two verses. So we know in all things which the Spirit of God reveals to us, the will of God, that He works for the good of those who love Him. You know what that means? Not only individually, but as we hear God's will and purpose for us corporately as a church, if we will get in step with the Holy Spirit, He's going to cause it to work not only for the benefit of us corporately, but for your benefit personally. See, the reason we have difficulty navigating change at times is because it upsets my routine. I'm personally feeling the effects of us making a change together. But God says, if you will listen, get in step with the Holy Spirit, that even what God asks us to do as a body, He will make it to work for your good individually. So we need to say what He says. That's how we frame our future. Real quickly in closing here. 2 Corinthians 4, 13. Read a couple of scriptures here then we're going to pray. 2 Corinthians 4. Apostle Paul is speaking. He said, It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. With that same spirit of faith, we also believe, and therefore speak. What did he call that? He said it's a spirit of faith. Well, we know Romans twelve two, he says that God has given to every believer a measure of faith. So we have faith. You have faith in you. That's why you're called a believer. If you're not if you don't believe, you can't be a believer. If you're a believer, you're believing. Isn't that right? And we can believe because God's given us faith. And he says we can cultivate that so that we have a spirit of faith, an attitude of faith, a mindset of faith. And that's what we, when we look at our circumstance, we look at it through the spirit of faith. When we look at our future, we're looking at it from the spirit of faith. And we're framing our world and our future under God by his spirit and by his word through the faith he has given us. This is not... Don't get... Oh, Pastor Norris, he's gone off the deep end with all that. No, this is what the Scriptures teach us. We're in the world, but we don't live by the world. We're not limited by that. We are living in two worlds at the same time. The natural and the kingdom of God. So we need to say it and frame it. Remember what Jesus said in Mark 11 over there. He said have the faith of God whoever will say and not doubt but will believe in his heart that those things which he says shall come to pass that's future isn't it he will have whatever he says that's in red in your Bible that means Jesus said wow I'll say that again. Wow. So instead of us just having, instead of us just having to wait for whatever, and settle for whatever shows up and call that our future, God says, He says, I've got something better for you. He said, instead of just waiting for any future to show up, He said, why don't you cooperate and work with me for the future I have planned for you? I'd rather have God's future Than the one I could work out for myself. (laughs) Isn't that right? Because God says, He says, My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. God's plan is better than my plan. Wow. Faith, the spirit of faith, will help us navigate the changes that we're feeling in our personal lives and also. As we navigate this change for us as a church, Passion Church, God's got a plan and a future for us. Let me give you some action steps, real quick, and then we're going to pray. Some things I would encourage you to consider doing in response to this message today. Ensure to ensure that my focus is in balance with the now and the future. In other words, I look at my circumstances. We're not people say, oh, this is not real. No, my circumstances are real. But you know what? They don't determine my future. And my faith is not only framing my future, but my faith in God and His Word is changing my now. And my now is moving toward my future. And as my now moves toward my future, it takes on more and more the shape and the purpose of... And the definition that God has for it. Secondly, get in prayer with the Holy Spirit about my future. Get in prayer with the Holy Spirit about my future. Get you a piece of paper. Get you a pencil. Expect the Holy Spirit to speak. Jesus said, when He, the Spirit of of truth, has come, He will speak. You say, what does that sound like? Get alone and find out. That's exciting right there. <laughs> then begin to speak God's Word over my future. Frame your future. Frame it. Frame means to place in order, to arrange, to give form or shape to. Begin to do that. And then finally, give God final authority over my future. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what I see. This is what I know. Paul said we see and we know in part. The part we have. The part we speak. The part we are to frame. And then the rest, God has. And I found this out. You take a step, God shows you a little more. You take a step, God shows you a little more. You take another step, God shows you a little more, doesn't he? And I frame this room. And then I frame that room. And then I frame this room. And all the time. That Holy Ghost architect, he's showing me the plan. This is how you build it. This is how you do it. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.